What's up and welcome back to Think Like Me or Don't. I'm your host, Brett Martineau. Again, hopefully that's not a surprise to you at this point. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the last couple of days I've been uh, just I've been back into live streaming thing uh, in the mornings. And so I'm just putting the, the audio here, but I figured I'd do a little intro and just talk about what this is, mostly because we, we cut straight into it <laughs> in this particular episode. And so I wanted to just introduce in this episode, I'm talking mostly about commas and then kind of following up on what I talked about yesterday, uh, talk, the, the, whenever you're listening to this, the day before the most recent episode, talking about uh, business owners needing to be more aware of when they're pushing too hard, kind of my reactions to that Ther- Theranos documentary on HBO. Anyway, hope you enjoy. Uh, as always, head over to brettwardjames.com for uh, all of other stuff that's there. Uh, if you want to leave some comments or questions or for me to talk about, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash think like me, uh, download the app and then send some audio messages. in. you can also hit me up at, on Twitter at Brettward James, actually anywhere at Brettward James, uh, with questions or anything that you want to have taken a look at. So without further ado, here we go. If you're on YouTube, oh, you won't be cause you won't, I guess if you are on YouTube and you're saying this, it's because it worked the way that it's supposed to, even though. Oh, sweet. Yep. It's good. We're live on YouTube, going live on Facebook, going to go live on Periscope, and we are about to go live on Instagram. Okay, here we go. Info. Sweet. And we're live. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to try this time and, uh, and have all of the comments and things. Um, well, I say all of the comments as though there are going to be comments. I'm just going to try and have everything. Um, uh, good, good, good. We are live everywhere. Sweet. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Um, I am excited about what we're going to talk about today. Um, I, <laughs> it's kind of funny how the, the world seems to just throw stuff that fits with what you've been talking about in your face. Uh, I'm, what I'm really excited about is the fact that, um, hey, what's up, Davin? Uh, first of all, successfully, I can confirm today that we are on Facebook Live. Dobbin's joining us from Facebook. Uh, we're on YouTube Live. Nobody's there. Not surprising. Um, we're on Instagram live and I think we don't have anybody on there just yet, but let me check. I have to do this, uh, um, info. Nobody's on Instagram yet, but that's okay. That's okay. It's early, early days. We're going to get, we're going to get to that. Um, and then also I'm on Periscope and I, if anybody gets on on Periscope, I guarantee, I don't know who you are. (laughs) So we're just going to have to see kind of, uh, We'll see sort of what happens. So anyway, I'm excited. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Uh, Again, just going through my list of things that have caught my attention, caught my eye, and today caught my annoyance a little bit. Um, But first, uh, a couple of things really quick that I'm super excited about. First of all, I finally figured out, finally, 
first of all, how to, uh, like the right way to set up the, my audio. And I think probably there might be a little bit of like weird when I move around or if I move my jacket. Uh, by the way, I'm only wearing this jacket. It's not because it's cold outside, but because it needs to hold this microphone. But we're actually running wireless today, which I'm excited about. Not because I need to be able to move around. It's just there's something about when you're going live that if I don't want to, I don't like the stress of like not being able to move and have something jerk out of the way. So anywho, um, lastly, the last little bit of uh, 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 stuff before we get into stuff about commas and Actually, the funny thing is the comma thing is like a small part of what I want to talk about today. Um, but it is, uh, it is a fairly, you know, significant part about it. Um, the, uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is, um, the fact that, oh, I'm out of focus now. Let's get me back in focus here. There we go. Um, the vertical format. I don't know why that wasn't the first thing that I talked about. Um, I am really excited about the vertical format. Um, not just because I have to stream in vertical format to Instagram, but also because I think engagement is higher on every other platform. I first noticed uh, vertical format. There was an ad run for, um, one of those sweatpants companies, like the sweatpants that are comfortable and they don't, they're not super baggy and they actually look good. Um, and, um, and it was vertical format. It was a YouTube ad, but it was in vertical format. And I am pretty sure that they were sophisticated enough to know that I was watching the YouTube video that I was watching on my phone. And so they displayed the vertical format there. And it, I actually was more engaged for the five seconds that I was engaged in the ad. I was more engaged with the vertical format ad than I was actually with the video that I was going to watch, which I thought was funny. So vertical format is... Uh, dare I say, dope-tastic. I dared to say it. Um, anyway, let's get into it today. Um, let me just go do a little quick check here and see what we've got as far as um, viewership. I want to see if there's anybody on... Oh, nobody's on Instagram yet. That's fine. Um, all good. All good. Sweet. Um, I, uh, I want to talk about a couple of things today. The big things we're going to talk about today, number one, are commas. I, people cannot, and I, by the way, if you saw, if you were live joining from Facebook, I hope you caught the little joke, uh, that I already put out there. If not, no offense. I'm not trying to like say you're a terrible person, but you might, if you didn't catch the joke in the Facebook thing, you might need to, this is, might be for you, <laughs> uh, because commas are important and misused a lot. So we're gonna talk about commas a little bit. I also want to talk about, a, a good, I don't know if I can call him a friend because I don't think we've ever actually met in person, but we know a lot of the same people and we run in the same sort of marketing circles. But Dennis Yu, who's huge in Facebook advertising and in just social media in general, um, I, think, I think I'm connected with him mostly because of my connection with Heather Dobson. So shout out both to Dennis and Heather. But Dennis posted something on his Facebook yesterday that resonated so strongly with me. And there was something that I was thinking about that fit perfectly with what he was talking about. And so I, I had already thought about saying it today, and then he said his thing, so I'm just going to kind of mesh those two things together. Um, and then <clears throat> that, I think, will roll into the last thing that I want to talk about, which is something that is uh, something that... So I talked yesterday, and I, I, I'm personally... you haven't, Most of you don't see me every day, so you don't know that I'm fired up about this, but I'm fired up about this thing 
this documentary that I watched about and, and about how business owners are so kind of full of themselves and they don't know the line. And I want to talk to you and, and, and explain that it's not, it's not obvious, which I think is the reason why a lot of business owners end up crossing the line in that sense. Uh, it's not obvious the way that you should be. And I want to show you why and talk to you about the fact that like, just because I, you know, just because in some instances it's clear now in hindsight that somebody crossed the line, it doesn't mean that it's always clear in the, in the, the context of what you're actually trying to do. So anyway, without being too cryptic, we'll just get into it today. So first let's talk about commas. Uh, let me tell you a little bit of the backstory about this. Cause, um, the, there's a, there's a, so f- first of all, there's a, there's a professional kickboxer named, uh, uh, Joe Valentini, Valen, Joe Valtellini. I always get his last name wrong. Uh, his, uh, his, his nickname is Bazooka Joe, and he is a, just an absolute monster. He was a, a champion in the Glory Kickboxing World Series uh, Fight Championship. He's, he's a commentator now for Glory. Um, big, big name in, in uh, kickboxing. And um, he posted something the other day. He posted a video of an ice hockey game with these guys. Are, they fight in hockey, if you don't know. Surprise! Uh, and he says, oh, so it's, it's legal for these guys to knock each other out, untrained, knock each other out on an ice hockey ring, but it's not legal for two trained professionals to have a kickboxing match in Ontario. And it, it makes a good point. I agree with him. Like, there's a lot of weird rules around, around fighting, um, like sanctioned fighting, and it takes a long time for people to get sanctioned to fight in particular, uh, areas. But, um, he, uh, anyway, he posted this thing and he got a bunch of people, um, that were commenting and replying back and people were trolling him, trying to say a bunch of other things. And there was a guy. So the only reason I tell you all that is because this guy is replying to one of the trolls who replied to this tweet. Okay. So now we've set the stage. This, uh, Joe says this thing. There's a guy who comes back and he says, yeah, but these guys fight more than you ever did. Something stupid like that. It it was a dumb tweet. But then he said, by the way, if you can look this up, Joe, Bazooka Joe, at Bazooka Joe on Twitter, uh, at Bazooka Joe V, and then you'll see it's this Marcus at ballpark underscore Mark. Uh, he says, OV is in what you would call untrained, comma, all good so far. The kid who got starched, comma, is in fact, comma, untrained. Okay. Now, the problem with improper comma use is that if you use them in situations like this, like where you should be, I forget, I don't know all the names of these things, but I know the way that commas are supposed to be used. When you use commas in this situation, most of the time you're kind of peacocking because you could just, without any commas, write that and everybody would know what you were saying and it's fine. And that's a totally acceptable thing to do. The problem is if you start acting like you know how to use commas in these situations, but you don't, you look like an idiot to people who know what's happening. And so uh, in this situation, he said, uh, Ovi is what you would call untrained, comma, technically that should be a period because it's a complete sentence um, or, a, or a, 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 a colon or something. Anyway, but he puts a comma there, which is fine. That's, that's, that's the least of the worries here. But he said, the guy who got starched, comma, is in fact, comma, untrained. Now, the comma between fact and untrained is, is right. In fact, I'll just show this to you here. Let's see if I can just so that I, cause I don't want to. Okay. So, uh, uh, da, 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 comma, this one's probably not great here, the, but the guy who got starched comma 
is in fact comma untrained. So this comma right here is okay. This is a good comma. This one here, however, the problem is most people when they use commas, they, they think that commas are meant to be and are correctly used the way that you speak. So when you say that, you might say, Obi isn't what you'd call untrained. The kid who got starched is in fact untrained. So he knew that the, the comma should be between in fact and untrained. And then because of the way we say it, you put the comma there. And that happens way too often. And so now to explain the joke in, my, in the status thing with this video, I put, uh, I got to read it because I, I just think it's brilliant. People don't know comma how to use commas. Okay. There should be no comma there. No comma in between no and how to use commas. We say it that way sometimes. People don't know how to use commas, right? There's that emphasis there. So a lot of times people will put that in there thinking that that's what's supposed to happen when in fact it's not. There should be no comma in that sentence at all. People don't know how to use commas. That's it, right? Anyway, uh, comma usage I think is just, it's misunderstood. uh, And I think it's probably the most misunderstood. And I, the reason I say that is because people think they know how to use them. And, and, and really, I think the big thing is, again, like I said at the beginning, if you use commas in that scenario where you're trying to separate dependent clauses, I think is the term for it from the rest of the sentence, um, and you, you need to use them correctly because that's the situation uh, where most people think they're using them correctly to make themselves look smart, like they know how to use commas, but if they use them incorrectly, it makes them look stupider than if they just didn't put them in there at all. Rant over, use commas correctly, or don't use them at all. It's actually better to just not. I, half the time when I'm tweeting or when I'm posting, I don't put commas at all because I know that it makes me look pretentious, even though I know that I am a little bit pretentious about things like that. Sometimes it, I know that it's going to get in the way of what I'm trying to say. So anyway, Rant over, use commas correctly, uh, or I will mock you to myself because that's kind of what happens, and I and and rightfully so. Um, so the next thing that I want to talk about, it again, it kind of flows from some of the stuff that I talked about yesterday, which most of you, probably all of you, except for Dobbin, who I know is there, will not know because why would you listen to me talk for thirty minutes at nine o'clock in the morning? It seems like a stupid thing to do. And I agree with you, um, but where I've been talking about, th- there's been this flow on Sunday, we watched Game of Thrones, and after we watched Game of Thrones, I realized a lot of these business guru types are going to come out and say, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, and you shouldn't have either, because it's a waste of time, and you should be practicing, you should be like focusing on your business, and like they're going to try and take the moral high ground, right, saying, don't watch these shows because X, Y, Z. And I think part of that comes because Gary Vee got really popular for saying, don't watch House of Cards. And, but he, Gary was not talking about don't watch the shows. He's talking about don't do that and complain that you, that you can't have what you want. Because if, you, if you're complaining that you can't have what you want and what you want is not what you have, right? If what you want is not what you have and you're complaining about that and you're watching shows, the fact is there is time you could be spending getting what you want. That's his point. But a lot of people piggyback off of that and start talking about oh, you shouldn't watch these shows, you shouldn't do all this stuff. And personally, I'm always going to take the opposite approach because I am what you might call a cinephile. Uh, I watch TV. I watch a lot of TV and movies. I like it. And I I think I'm getting a little bit better. I see it as like a practice. And I was thinking about last night. And (laughs) 
It's gonna be ironic what I'm about to say because what I'm gonna say right after that is the exact opposite, but we're gonna go with it. I was thinking last night uh, as I was thinking about what I was gonna say today and about this and about the fact that I watched probably, probably by most people's standards too much TV. <laughs> My thought was, nothing is worth doing if it's not worth doing to excess. <laughs> Which again, what I'm about to say is going to totally disregard that. But my thing, I, that's always been something that I do. When I really get involved and passionate about something, um, it becomes something that I, that I obsess about. Now, what I will say to distance myself from what I'm about to say is I don't engage in activities where my desire to overdo it affects others. Me watching TV doesn't affect anybody else because it's not like I watch TV and I don't work. It's not like I watch TV and I don't walk the dog or spend time with Sue because I watch TV with Sue. <laughs> oh, I've cracked myself up. Um, and so uh, anyway, the, the point there is I got off on a tangent. I got to remember what my point was. Um, uh, info. The point there was... Um, I, I, I watch a lot of TV. Anyway, so obviously I'm going to take the stance that it's okay to watch Game of Thrones. And in fact, you should watch Game of Thrones. Why not? Like, unless, and I, what I said yesterday was unless you have some sort of moral objection to what's in Game of Thrones, there's really no reason for you not to watch it. Anyway, then yesterday I talked about how we watched on, uh, on Monday, we watched the documentary of Elizabeth Holmes, I think her name is. I, I actually looked it up yesterday because I couldn't remember her name, the, the lady from Theranos. And I made the connection that uh, the same attitude that would cause somebody to say, don't watch Game of Thrones because it's bad, and not just to say that, but to then judge people who did watch Game of Thrones as being bad for having watched it, that same attitude is at the core of what happened at Theranos. Because they talked about how she, she slept four hours a night, and she wore the same clothes all the time. Not the same clothes, but she had the same outfits in her closet. And how she... Uh, just was pushing, pushing for this dream that was probably never going to be a reality, but because she had that mindset of, I'm going to have what I want, and it doesn't matter, we're going to make this happen, we're going to force this thing into reality, she didn't understand the, um, the, like, the fact that you, you can't create something from nothing. So yesterday I talked about, as business owners, you have to be aware of what's possible and what's not, and be in tune with the idea that you might be wrong. And in fact, you're probably wrong more than you're right. Anyway, so we talked about that. Again, it's way too much backstory, but that's, I, ha I have to put myself there to make sure that I've brought every, caught everybody up to speed. So, uh, so what happened yesterday, and there's two parts to this. What happened yesterday is, uh, I, I was thinking about that, and my direct application for that, in, I've been in the marketing automation world for 15, what is it? It's 2019, so 15 years now, uh, going on 16. And one of the things that is the most prevalent in the marketing automation world at the ground level, I'm not talking about what the, what the gurus say from stage, although most of them say this as well. I'm not talking about what happens at conferences or at events. I'm talking about in, real, in the real world, in real businesses, most business owners are trying to automate mo the majority of their business. Their attitude is, 
we're going to automate as much as we can, and then we'll just cover the gaps with some human interaction. So we want to automate the whole process of lead capture, lead nurture, and then maybe we'll insert a salesperson to pick up at one point. But really what we'd like to do is take them out of it altogether, create an automated webinar, and have the whole process be completely automated so that we don't have to be, we don't have to touch it at all. And what, what I've been thinking about of late is how the, the marketplace, I, I, so I can actually see myself on the stream and I realize I'm doing this. And I think it's a subcon my, my subconscious has watched enough uh, political like movies and stuff to know that this is like a thing that they tell people to do. And I hate that. And I think that's why my brain is rebelling against me and telling me to do it. So I'm going to try and keep my hands down or at least like do what I normally do, which is keep my hands open. Uh, so if you see me struggling with that, just know that's what that's what that's what it is. Anyway, um, I... I've noticed that in the places where people are, like social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, all these different places, I've noticed an oversaturation of clearly automated messaging. Clear, like no question, clearly automated messaging. Ads that you can see clearly are like, and I, I can see it obviously because I'm in, in, in embedded in that world, but overly so. If I look on Twitter, uh, and I look and I do search, I do this often because I'm so, I just want more people in the marketing automation world that I'm in to use Twitter and get off of Facebook and Instagram, not get off of Facebook and Instagram, but turn to Twitter and use it more. They just don't. And I think part of the reason is because they don't get Twitter. And the reason they don't get Twitter is because they don't have enough following because Twitter to me has, and I'm very young at this, so I'm not an expert. I'm just, this is my experience. Twitter to me is one where the bullshit doesn't fly as much. Automated messaging, automated posting on sometimes on Facebook and sometimes on Instagram can still get some engagement, mostly because it's so easy. But because people that are on Twitter are there to actually interact, when you post thing, when you do have an automated bot that posts everything you have, like news articles and like reposts a bunch of stuff on Twitter, you get ignored. So I, I've, been, I've been actually looking, for, and if somebody knows of one, I've been looking for an app uh, for Twitter that will allow me to, um, uh, that will allow me to, um, that will, it's kind of like a, the Instagram automated sharing apps where it sends you a notification on your phone. I've been, I've been really wanting to uh, have an app that will tell me when to post and what to post but then it will let me do the posting myself because I, I kind of want to feel like I put something out there on Twitter. And I'm, I'm getting to a point here. The reason I think is because on, on Twitter and, I, and really to the same extent, just not quite, it's not quite as obvious on every platform. Um, the more you automate, the less in tune you are with the effect of what you're posting and therefore the less true engagement you have with your audience. That's really what it comes down to. And so while the technology world is turning to automate everything, I'm thinking in my head, we've already passed the line of what's, what's good to automate. And, and I think that I probably, I think we passed it way before any of us, way, way before I even started thinking about it. Um, and I think that what I was thinking last night is that we need to, we need to, Instead of trying to, instead of the attitude being, I'll do personally what I can't automate, we should switch that 
as business owners and we should think, I will automate what I can't do personally. And we should try and do everything. In fact, I, I don't even think I consciously understood what I was doing, but for the last probably two years, I have, I have, uh, I have told my clients, there I did it again. The left hand won't do it, now the right hand's gonna do it. Just gonna sit my hands like this. Uh, I have told my clients, all of them, instead of designing a sales funnel that's in Infusionsoft or in Drip or in some other thing, before you've sold anything, do your entire sales process manually first. So I actually will hold back on building out a fully automated sales funnel because I want them to go through the process of accepting a lead on their phone, in their email, responding to that lead manually, having a conversation back and forth, sending them videos, sending whatever it is, doing it manually, scheduling them on their calendar manually, and then going through that whole process and doing that over and over and over and over and over again until we know what specific things we should automate. Because what happens, this is what happens. Too often we'll jump to the automation and we'll use some template from somebody else that inevitably is in a different industry and has no idea the way that your target audience actually thinks and what they're interested in. And there's a total mismatch. So we turn on this automated thing and instead of trying to optimize from the get-go by, op by optimizing with humans, with real people, we try and implement some sort of template uh, and, and then we spend time optimizing the technical, the hard aspects instead of, and we never think about the soft aspects. And it's because we're trying to create a machine that's over there that we can just toss money into and then get money out and never have to be involved in it. But that's not how people work, right? And we're seeing that more and more as social media has started to take off. So anyway, I'm, I'm going way too deep into this and I, I want to get to my last thing uh, before this, this has been going on for too long. So um, the, so anyway, that was my thought was instead of having the approach and think about this, if you're a business owner that uses any sort of automated technology, think about this. Instead of taking the approach, I will do manually what I can't automate, meaning I'm going to default to automation and then I'm going to, the backup is going to be humans. Flip it. I will automate what I can't do manually and then do everything manually. Now, you'll get to a point, this is, the reason I say this is because you're going to get to a point where you'll realize I'm personally doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You can automate that because you're doing it the same thing. So there's no difference at that point between you doing it and some other bot doing it because it's exactly what you would say. But if you haven't done the work to determine what that automation should be, then it, it doesn't make any sense for you to go and automate it. That's my point. Now. So that, was, that all went through my head last night. And then Dennis, uh, Dennis, who I've followed for a long time, and he has long, he has long since, uh, long been, since I started following, I think he knows a lot of the same people that I do. And so we got connected through Facebook, uh, and I just saw that he knew everybody. So I actually figured that he had worked at Infusionsoft. And I actually don't even know if he did. Maybe Dennis, you can, if you ever see, I don't know why you would take time to watch this, but if you ever see this or whatever. Uh, but he just knows a lot of the same people. And so we got connected on Facebook and I've seen some of the stuff this guy posts and it is so on the nose because he's in, he is entrenched in the advertising, in the social media, in the automation space. And he's saying, 
hey guys, he, basically he's saying in a much better way, and he actually said it before I thought it, so he gets credit for having said it, for, said it first. I didn't see it until last night. Uh, so I get credit at least for being kind of smart. But he said it better and has a larger following, so he gets the credit for it. But he said, um, he was talking about the irony of, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this, so hopefully that's okay with you, Dennis. I'm sure it is. But he said, today I saw an article in Entrepreneur about how most followers and engagements are fake, bought for pennies each, meaning that people are paying for their followers and for their likes and stuff. And then the bulk of the article goes on to overly promote a company with a tool that supposedly detects fake followers, right? And the irony is that that company paid for the ad to run that article, right? Um, and, and then he goes off and he's the, the, the next breathless claim. I, I love the way he writes too. It's so great. The next breathless claim of instant success via secrets you must sign up for to get. Remember what's real. Same clown, different circus, right? So, so he, and he was saying, and I responded to him. I said, this is, this is brilliant. You said it perfectly. I, can't, I couldn't say anything better. And I've been having the same thoughts. But that's essentially what he's saying is we try too hard to create something and to, and to ride the wave of inauthenticity masquerading as authenticity. We try and say we're authentic when in fact we're not. In fact, I wasn't going to talk about this today, but I'm just going to mention this briefly. There's a show that Sue really likes, and so I tolerate, uh, called, um, what's it called? Uh, um, called, oh no, this is bad. Uh, it's called the, ah, shoot, I can't remember. Somebody will know. It's about these three girls and they're part of, they're in a, they work for a magazine in New York and one of them's like the social media and one of them's in like design and one of them's a writer and it's like Sex in the City, I've never watched Sex and the City, so I don't actually know, but that's, I, I assume it's kind of like Sex and the City and they, it's like their, their adventures, whatever. Anyway, there's a scene, I'll explain this very, very quickly. There's a scene where there's a girl who's going through some stuff emotionally and so she hasn't been posting on social media, but she's the social media person at their company and it's a big magazine. And so the, the new head of digital comes in and says, you need to be posting on your personal platforms because you're an extension of the brand, blah, blah, whatever. She starts posting more and doing like the selfies and like the stuff and like, we're going out, we're getting drinks and we're getting, you know, doing all this stuff. And then uh, he has her do a speech and long story short, he, she tells him that she's going through some stuff and then he says, that's what people want to see is, is authenticity. So then she does this, there's this whole series of, of scenes where she starts posting with no makeup on and like talking about her relationship and how she's, she's really upset and stuff. And the... And what they were going for, and I know because I pay attention to the, like, the music and everything, what they were going for is like this feeling of, oh yeah, go you, being authentic, being, you know, being more real on social media. And my thought was, um, the problem in that situation wasn't that she wasn't being real on social media, it's that she wasn't being real with the people around her, right? And I get, she's the social media person at a company, that's a little bit different. But what, what, what bothers me is the fact that that's going to then turn to everyone, young, young uh, girls and boys, people that want to be on Instagram, they want to be famous, want to do these things. They're going to see that and they're going to think, oh, what I need to do to be authentic, authenticity, is taking selfies with no makeup. It's posting my relationship troubles. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But that's not what authenticity is. Authenticity is having real, meaningful interactions with real people. Sending text messages, it's not about like in person. I'm not saying 
digital is not as good as in person, right? I'm not, I'm not that old. And I, I actually think that the, the tools that we've been given allow us to be in connection and communication with more people. So it's actually better. But what I would rather do is send a direct message to somebody or text them. I swore off saying happy birthday on people's timelines because it doesn't mean anything. I swore I, I won't send a happy birthday congratulations unless I remember when the day is. Like if Facebook tells me, it's a, it, it's, it doesn't work. So it's not, people, it's not that I don't, not that anybody cares. It's not that I don't care that it's your birthday. It's that, I, I, that's inauthentic. Why would I do that? Uh, I am kind of, I take a hard line stance, so don't, don't do what I do, obviously. But that was, that was kind of the thing about this. And that ties back into what, what Dennis is talking about, what I was thinking, which is you don't, like authenticity is not like the, the social media version of authenticity. That's the social media version of authenticity. Authenticity is having real meaningful interactions with real humans. So from a brand level, if you're a business owner, that means you personally reaching out and talking to new customers, old customers, people who have bad reviews, uh, leads. It means you getting personally invested and involved in your brand and worrying less about optimizing your conversion rate on your landing page and optimizing your cost per million uh, on, on, or, your, or all these other buzzword metrics on your website and being more in tune with the humans that are, going, that are buying from you. Right? And the, the beauty is that the flip side of that coin is you can charge more because people will pay more for that. Product is secondary. The experience, the interaction is what's important. So uh, that's, a huge, that's a huge thing, uh, as you can see, because it took so much of, of this, particular, uh, this particular episode. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, which ties into that, is, uh, is, the, is sort of the underside, the flip side, the other side of the coin of this whole thing. I talked yesterday and a little bit on, on uh, Monday about being, about being aware when you're trying to push too far over the line as a business owner. And today I want to talk about being aware to push a little bit harder. Okay. Now I'm going to show you a picture and I, sh- I wish there was a better way for me to do this, but there's not. Like a, when I say better, I mean like a, a easier way where you could actually see it a little bit better. So there's a guy. His name is Jake Lee, okay? Jake Lee is a, a professional Muay Thai fighter who, obviously, I'm going to know about him because he's a professional Muay Thai fighter. Also, I follow a lot of Muay Thai fighters on Instagram, so I happened to see this yesterday, uh, him, him getting prepared. He just signed uh, a contract to fight for um, a lion fight, okay? And for those of you that don't know, which is going to be most of you, lion fight is one of the premier... Muay Thai specific uh, promotions in the United States. Okay, it's a big deal for someone to get signed up to Lion Fight. Uh, I've had some friends that have fought on Lion Fight. Um, if you saw the interview I did with uh, Kevin Ross and Marvin Madriaga sitting here on the couch, both of them are, are uh, very popular fighters on Lion Fight. Um, I don't think Kevin has fought on Lion Fight in a few years, but Marvin uh, fought a couple of years ago on Lion Fight. A couple of times, a few times actually. And uh, anyway, so it's a big deal to be on Lion Fight and it's, it's, it's significant. Um, this guy uh, just got signed, and it's exciting for him to get, just get signed for, just because it is. But I want to show you something, okay? I want to I show you why it's not quite as obvious as you think. This is, this is him. His name is uh, Jake Lee. This is him. Do you notice anything about him? 
Notice anything about his arm? His, his, that's his right arm, actually. This one right here. Now, I don't know all the details. And I, again, I just saw this yesterday, so I don't, I don't follow him a ton. But he's, his arm, he doesn't have an arm beyond here, his right arm. Um, he just got signed to the premier Muay Thai, Muay Thai, which is the art of eight limbs. Hands, elbows, knees, feet, or legs, right? Uh, he doesn't have his right elbow. And he, you would think, doesn't really have a right arm either because it's much shorter. He's at a, a serious disadvantage. Now, you can imagine the conversations coming up, growing up, that this guy would have. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And remember, I talked yesterday about physical impossibility and, and making sure you toe the line between what's actually possible and what's not. This is what you can do, and this is what you can't do. Think how many people told him the stuff that he would never be able to do, play basketball, play sports, really, uh, other than like running or, or maybe soccer. Um, think about all the stuff maybe that he uh, had to struggle with. Think about the things that he has to struggle with on a daily basis. Now, he, he had to be... Now, and, and now think about the fact that he is signed... He just, he just signed to the premier Muay Thai League uh, promotion in the United States. I'm out of focus again. I think I missed my phone saying I've been talking for too long. We're wrapping it up. Don't, don't worry. We're, we're almost there. Um, there's a difference between pushing beyond your own limitations and pushing beyond limitations like actual limitations. Remember I talked before, we talked yesterday about the four minute mile. People didn't think it was physically possible and then it was. Well, I'm sure that people didn't think that being a professional Muay Thai fighter in the premier US promotion was possible with essentially one arm. And yet, and, and the crazy thing is that if you watch him hitting pads, he uses that other arm. He uses that and, and, and effectively too. So there is a guy who overcame the, the sort of externally placed limitations that were put on him and, and beyond, above and beyond what anybody else would have even thought was possible, right? Because who's, who's going to expect him to even um, like be able to do anything in Muay Thai? And so... What I said yesterday has to be taken with a grain of salt that you have to be able to navigate. And I'm saying, I don't know the answer, but this is the thing we have to think about. It's not give up when it's impossible. And it's also not uh, push through everything. It's, it, there's, a, there's a line you have to toe. And, and it could be, again, back to what I was saying before about what you're doing and its effect on other people. Maybe, there's a, maybe there, there is a specific line, but it's important to understand just because there are limitations, number one, does not mean that they apply to you. And number two, just because some limitations don't apply to you doesn't mean that all of them don't apply to you. And so as business owners and as people, as entrepreneurs and, you know, just like I said, people in general, don't let, don't let somebody else tell you what you can and can't do. But at the same time, be very careful about pushing for that. Because you can't, just because some people can, just because he was able to make it into uh, the Premier League, doesn't mean that you, Elizabeth Holmes, are 
allowed morally to lie about the, uh, the about what your product is actually doing for the sake of pushing towards a dream that you don't know exists, right? Uh, chasing something that may not actually be possible. And that's not to say that there aren't people that, you know, that, I mean, here's the crazy thing about this whole story. If Elizabeth Holmes, now I'm doubting whether that's actually your name, but if the Theranos lady, we'll say that, if she had actually successfully figured out the Edison, would they have made that documentary? Let's, let's even say everything happened in that documentary, but then let's say the day after that whistleblower article came out, like it was published, what if they figured it out that day? And suddenly the Edison is a viable thing. It's real, legit, completely legit, legit not faked, nothing. It, it clicked, a bunch of people came together, they, they made it happen. What, what would be different if that had happened? Think about that. I haven't thought about that, so I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe I'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow. But that's, that's the interesting thing. If, if, do the ends, to what extent do the ends justify the means? And I think the real question, there's, so there's two questions there, I guess. I've totally talked myself into this weird place where now I have to justify what I talked about. You have to be aware of the difference between pushing and affecting other people and pushing to create, to realize a dream um, and, and navigate that blind. Because it's not easy. It never is, and it's not meant to be. So, Anywho, uh, thanks everybody for joining. Uh, I guess now I can check in and see if there's anybody that left any comments. No, it's fine. I'm not really looking for a ton of any of uh, commenting or anything like that. Um, but thanks everybody for joining. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit more of the, this vertical format because I think it's fun and because it works better, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll kind of roll forward there. Any of you who have been following the dude lunch thing that we've been doing, we've only done like four episodes, so I don't know why you would, but if you have, uh, we're going to do another episode at some point this week, probably tomorrow, maybe Friday. Um, which should be fun. Greg, unfortunately, is in Australia. Well, unfortunately for us, fortunately for him, he's in Australia. So he will not be joining us, but I, I think we're going to get Mike and Josh over here um, back up in that awesome spot that I was in yesterday. And uh, we'll um, have some fun there. So anyway, thanks everybody for joining. And uh, I'm going to, it's going to take me a couple of minutes to shut this down. So feel free to leave now on whatever platform you are. And I'm going to have to go through and shut everything down one piece at a time. So see you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Brett Martineau, as always. You can hit me up on all the social medias, at BrettWordJames. Um, that's my username everywhere. So LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, uh, Instagram, all the places. Check it out. I'll also, tune in uh, in the mornings. Between, usually it's between 8 and 9 in the mornings. Uh, we, I go live anywhere that you are. So Facebook, Instagram. I'm trying to get Periscope working. It hasn't. It's been finicky with me. Uh, and also on YouTube, uh, I said Instagram, right? Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and YouTube right now are the channel. So hit me up there. If you have questions, you have stuff, you want to make fun of me, whatever it is, hit me up on any of the channels uh, or go to anchor.fm forward slash think like me and uh, send me some stuff. Again, my website is brettwordjames.com. My name is Brett Martin. We will see you all later. Peace.